Imagine the year is 1565, and your beloved queen has died, and a ruthless, a ruthless king has ascended the throne and is prepared to restrict your economic power and interests. Hello, my name is Andres, and my partner is Georgette, and today we'll be describing and analyzing the changes in the role of parliament in English politics between the succession of James I and the Glorious Revolution. Our thesis statement is... English Parliament went through many changes of power in government, most notable under the rule of King James I after Queen Elizabeth's death and during the Glorious Revolution. This was partly due to King James' opinion on how his authority should not be questioned by anyone, especially Parliament. Then the Glorious Revolution, which occurred from 1688 to 1689, made the King and Parliament equal in sovereignty or ultimate power in the state. Our evidence to support our thesis is about how Parliament viewed King James I and later successors. Parliament was afraid that James would try to take away their economic power and interest. The House of Commons was criticized, criticized by James. He told them that he wanted and would have total royal jurisdiction over all men and women in England, along with all of their possessions. The House of Commons did not like this idea and began to close the checkbooks from the King and later Stuart Kings. Essentially, the commons wanted sovereignty, but King James wasn't willing to give up any of his power and was trying to take away power from the parliament. The sale of monastic land had enriched many people. This created an elite group of people who possessed a far greater proportion of land compared to the rest of civilization. Along with this wealth came greater education, especially about law. Parliament used their legal knowledge to argue with the crown. The class that dominated the commons wanted political power corresponding to its economic strengths. Parliament did not get this under the rule of King James. King James' son, Charles I, took over as his successor after he died. He was later beheaded along with most of Parliament because of political and religious differences with Parliament, but the power rested in the few who remained. Cromwell took over as a military dictatorship. He made a constitution called Instrument of Constitution, which provided a triennial parliament and gave parliament the sole power to raise taxes. There were many disputes between parliament and Cromwell, so he ended up getting rid of the document and giving no power to parliament. After Cromwell had died, the restoration occurred and Charles II took power. He had a different approach and tried to get along with Parliament. Parliament didn't want to give any money to Charles, so he ended up making a secret deal with Louis XIV, which he promised to relax the laws against the Catholics in exchange for £200,000 annually. Parliament found out about this little scheme and tried to pass a law that stated no Roman Catholic could be the successor of a king. But Charles I got rid of Parliament before they could pass the law. King James II was the successor of his brother. Parliament feared this would happen. King James II started to appoint positions to Roman Catholics, which was in violation of the Test Act. A group of eminent persons offered the throne to James' Protestant daughter, Mary. James, his wife and son fled to Louis XIV. Mary, and her husband, William, 
became the king and queen of England. This marked the start of the Glorious Revolution. England no longer faced a crisis following the absolutist reign established during the Glorious Revolution after King William and Queen Mary came into power. King William and Queen Mary accepted and respected Parliament's position of power and the notion that the king should only rule with the consent of the governed, ultimately dismissing absolutism. Those who brought about the revolution had their intentions framed in the Bill of Rights included in the British Constitution as a response to absolutism. This Bill of Rights stated that all laws must be made by Parliament. Parliament was to be called upon at least every three years by the king. The king was prohibited from interfering with debates and elections of the Parliament. Judges will only hold their positions while exhibiting good behavior, and there was to be an absence of a standing army during times of peace. The bill also permitted religious freedom to citizens practicing Protestant religion. John Locke defends the allowances and non-allowances located in the Bill of Rights in his work titled Second Treaties of Civil Government, published in 1690. However, the Parliament soon developed into a cabinet system due to its representation of only the upper class. This development resulted in the decline of the crown's significance over time.